Good morning, people of God. Another day. More grace, more peace, more mercy God has given us. And this day, we just continue to bless him. I pray that when you get this message, all will be well with you and that um, your heart will be continue guarded with his peace and mind be guarded with the peace of God that passes all understanding. will keep your mind. Stay safe. Today being September the 20th, Sunday, 2020. The time is 9.15 a.m. We just bless the Lord for this day. And oh yes, the Holy Spirit has given me a prophetic word and songs. And we just going to let him have his way this morning. Father, I just thank you for another day that you've given me strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Lord, I ask you to continue to stir up the joy and the love in all the people that is going to receive this word, Lord, as you've imparted that joy and that love in me and that grace and that mercy. And pour it, pour, uh, pour it into them as well, Father God. And I pray that they will receive it in the name of Jesus because you really, really love them and you want them to know that even though whatever is going on in this world, in this universe, his love never fails, never, ever fails. This morning, uh word we're still going into the book of matthew going into matthew chapter 3 verses 1 to 12 and matthew chapter 3 verse 13 to 17 and what we are going to be speaking of is the preaching of john the baptist he prepares the way for jesus we just bless him now i'm going to flow as he gives me the songs. First, we're gonna ring the bell. Ring the bell of heaven. And he really is stressing his love for his people. So I'm gonna flow. He wants some people on this line who's gonna get these messages that Jesus loves even me and that Jesus loves even you his love never fails draw on his love you have access to it he's given it to you receive it I am so glad that our father in hell tells of his love in the book he is given wonderful things in the bible i see this is the dearest that jesus loves me i am so glad that jesus loves me jesus loves me jesus loves me i am so glad that jesus loves me jesus loves even me though i forget him and wander away still he doth love me wherever i stray 
Back to his dear loving arms would I flee when I remember that Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves even me. Oh, if there's only one song I can sing, when in his beauty I see the great King, this shall my song in eternity be. Oh, what a wonder that Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves even me. He wants us to know that he really, 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 really love us. Jesus, we love you. We worship and adore you. Glorify thy name in all the earth. Glorify your name. Glorify your name. Glorify your name in all the earth. Jesus, we love you. We worship, we adore you. Glorify your name in all the earth. Glorify your name. Glorify your name. Glorify your name in all the earth. You're the Lamb upon the throne. And unto you we lift hearts and praise. You're the Lamb upon the throne. You're the Lamb upon the throne. You are Jesus, name above all names, 
beautiful Savior, glorious Lord, Emmanuel, God is with us, blessed Redeemer, living word. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Lord, I'm willing to be a sanctuary, to be tried and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you he is such a awesome god he is the fairest of ten thousand he is the lord of all creation we honor him this morning we glorify his name we magnify his name And we give him thanks because of who you are I give you glory because of who you are I give you praise because of who you are I will lift my voice and say Lord I worship you because of who you are, because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of you, because of who you are. I've been changed. I've been healed. I've been freed. I've been delivered. I found joy. I found peace. I found grace. And I found favor. Yes, I've been changed. 
Yes, we've been healed. Yes, we've been freed and delivered. We have found joy and we have found peace. And we won't go back. I won't go back. I won't go back to the way I used to be before your presence came and changed me. Don't ever let us go back. And don't let us be discouraged because joy will come in the morning. Know that God is nigh. Stand still and look up. God is going to show up. He's standing by. And in this dark world right now, it seems as though he's not going to show up, but he's showing up. He's right there. Right there by your side. There's healing for your sorrow. Healing for your pain. Healing for your spirit. There's shelter from the rain. Lord, send the healing. For this we know there is a balm. There is a balm in Gilead to heal a sin-sick soul. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. There is a balm in Gilead to make the wounded whole. Fairest Lord Jesus, Lord of all creation, Jesus of God and man, the Son, you will I cherish, you will I honor, you are my soul's delight and crown. Fair are the rivers, meadows, and forests clothed in the fresh green robes of spring. Jesus is fairer, Jesus is purer, he makes the saddest heart to sing. Fair is the sunrise, starlight and moonlight spreading their glory across the sky. Jesus shines brighter, Jesus shines clearer than all the heavenly hosts.
on high. All fairest beauty, heavenly and earthly, Jesus, my Lord, in you I see. None can be nearer, fairer, or dearer than you, my Savior, are to me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. You've been so good. You've been so good. You've been so good. I just want to thank you, Lord. You've been my friend. You've been my friend. You've been my friend. So I just want to thank you, Lord. Thanks, thanks. I give you thanks for all you've done. I am so blessed. My soul is at rest. Oh Lord, I give you thanks, thanks, thanks. I give you thanks for all you've done. I am so blessed. My soul is at rest. Oh Lord, I give you thanks. Isn't he an awesome God? We give him thanks today. And so we go in into the word. Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 to 12. And Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 to 17. So that's Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 to 17. In those days, John the Baptist In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness in Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leather girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan, and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. 
But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who had warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance, and think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you, that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit in is sewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. The word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is truth. In Luke chapter 1, verse 13, Luke 1 and 13, I'll find that scripture. Luke chapter 1 and verse 13. It says, Matthew chapter 3 verse 1. It says, In those days John the Baptist came, preaching in the desert of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom is near. In Luke chapter 1, verse 13, the scripture declares, But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. So we're talking about John, who's about to baptize Jesus. Elizabeth was old, and as far as the people around her was concerned, and she and her husband Zacharias thought she couldn't have any children. But God miraculously knows what he was doing and waited until such time. So the angel of the Lord said, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer. He was in the temple praying. And that means he was praying, and we don't know what he was saying. Perhaps he was saying, Lord, all these years I have no children. And so the angel of the Lord came and stood there and spoke to him. 
But the angel of the Lord said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. God has a way of waiting for a long time to bring these special children, just the same way he brought um, Samuel, because he had shut up Hannah's womb. So it means that he had shut up Elizabeth's womb for such a time as that. Also, in Luke chapter 1, verse 57, none of Elizabeth's full time came. So, Elizabeth was pregnant. She conceived she was pregnant, and it was now time to bring forth this baby. Nothing happens before the time, the set time. Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered and she brought forth a son. And the name of the son was John. And we're going to find that out in Luke chapter 1, verse 66. It says, And all they that heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, what man of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was upon him. But let me let me go from verse 57. Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. And they said unto her, There is none of thy kindred that is called by this name. And they made signs to his father, how he would have, have him called. Now, the father was dumb. He couldn't talk. Because the angel of the Lord had put that spirit of dumbness on him because I think because of him doubting and if if he had opened his mouth before time sometime God have to shut our mouth and they made signs to his father how he would have him called and he asked for a writing table and wrote saying his name is John and they marveled all and his mouth was opened immediately and his tongue loosed and he spake and praised God and fear came on all that dwelt round about them. And all these sayings were noised abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all they that heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. The hand of the Lord was him. Was with him. In Luke chapter 3, verse 2, Luke chapter 3, verse 2, it says, Annas and Caiaphas being the high priest, the word of God came unto John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. It didn't come to Annas and Caiaphas, the high priest. It came to John. And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. 
here is John's assignment, his message. He preaches. Matthew chapter 3, verse 2 says, He was preaching, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I'm going to tell you more about John. We need to know about John. We need to speak much about who John really was. And I'm going to let you know something about John. Blessed be the name of the Lord. John, the preacher. Help me, Lord. We're going to go to find out who John was. Let's go to John, the book of John. John, John the Baptist. Now his name was not, the last name was not Baptist. It happens to be, he had an anointing. We call it baptizo. He had an anointing, an assignment to baptize the people. There's no getting around it. John the Baptist was unique. He wore odd clothes and ate strange food and preached an unusual message to the Judeans who went out to the wastelands to see him. But John did not aim at uniqueness for his own sake. Instead, he aimed at obedience. He knew he had a specific role to play in the world, announcing the coming of the Savior, and he put all his energies into his task. Luke tells us that John was in the desert when God's word of direction came to him. John was ready and waiting. The angel who had announced John's birth to Zechariah had made it clear this child was to be a Nazarite. A Nazarite is one who is set apart for God's service. John remained faithful to that calling. This wild-looking man had no power or position in the Jewish political system, but he spoke with almost irresistible authority. People were moved by his words because he spoke the truth, challenging them to turn from their sins and baptizing them as a symbol of their repentance. When you see people on the crossroad or wherever they are, maybe in church or however, and you watch them, their aim is to preach about sin. Well, God has placed that anointing of John the Baptist crying in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord and speaking about repentance. Don't look down on them and don't say, well, you know why they keep talking about sin and all of that. That's an anointing that is on them. And that's an anointing that God has dropped on me. One day he said to me, you are a voice crying in the wilderness. The spirit of John the Baptist is on you as well. They responded by the hundreds. But even as people crowded to him, 
he pointed beyond himself, never forgetting that this main role, that his main role was to announce the coming of the Savior. When I minister the word, I point the people to Jesus, not to me, to Jesus. The words of truth that moved many to repentance goaded others to resistance and resentment. They hated John, but they still came. John even challenged Herod to admit his sin. Herodias, the woman Herod had married illegally, decided to get rid of this desert preacher. Although she was able to have him killed, she was not able to stop his message. The one John had announced was already on the move. John had accomplished his mission. God has given each of us a purpose for living and we can trust him to guide us. John did not have the complete Bible as we have today, but he focused his life on the truth he knew from the available Old Testament scriptures. Likewise, we can discover in God's word the truths he wants us to know. And as these truths work in us, others will be drawn to him, to God, to Jesus. God can use you in a way he can use no one else. Let him know your willingness first to follow him today. The God appointed messenger, that was John, to announce the arrival of Jesus. God appointed him as a messenger. God appointed him as a preacher whose theme was repentance. He wasn't speaking nothing else but repentance. That was his mandate. And he was fearless. He would confront anybody. And he was uncompromising. You know, we need, we, we can get a lesson on this. God does not guarantee an easy or safe life to those who serve him. You see, John was killed. So God is not guaranteeing you an easy or safe life when you serve him. Doing what God desires is the greatest possible life investment, though. Standing for the truth is more important than life itself. John's message was, I tell you the truth. John was pointing the people to Jesus. And in Matthew chapter 11, verse 11, John said, I tell you the truth. The word of God says, I tell you the truth. Among those born of women, there was not risen among any greater than John the Baptist. Yet he who was in the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And so we spoke about John. Now we know who this man is, who is going to baptize Jesus. 
Daniel spoke about about what was going to happen in Daniel 2 verse 44 and we find that Daniel chapter 2 and verse 44 says and in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever his kingdom shall stand and in matthew chapter 4 verse 17 matthew chapter 4 verse 17 says Matthew 4 verse 17 from that time Jesus began to preach from that time Jesus began to preach and to say same thing same message repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand that's the message John was preaching and that's the message Jesus was preaching Matthew chapter 6 verse 10 Matthew chapter 6 verse 10 it says thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven so here is now he is the king the king has come thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven in Luke chapter 11 verse 20 Luke 11 and 20 says it says but but if I with the finger of God cast out devils no doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you because they were accusing Jesus that he had the spirit of Beelzebub. And so Jesus was then rebuking them. Luke chapter 21 verse 31. Luke chapter 21 verse 31 uh, declares, So likewise ye, when ye see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh you. That's about the parable of the fig tree. So let's go back to Matthew chapter 3, verse 2. The kingdom of heaven began when God himself entered human history as a man. Today, Jesus Christ reigns in the hearts of believers. But the kingdom of heaven will not be fully realized until all evil in the world is judged and removed. Christ came to earth first as a suffering servant. He will come again as king and judge to rule victoriously over all the earth. Matthew chapter 3, Matthew chapter 3 verse 4 um, says, John's clothes 
were made of camel's hair and he had a leather belt could you imagine he had a leather belt around his waist his food was locusts and wild honey could you imagine in Nassau you see a preacher looking like that they would probably will call the bus and take him to the mental institution The prophet quoted in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3, we'll find that. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3, the prophet had already quoted about this man. The voice of him that cried in the wilderness. So here comes John was that voice crying in the wilderness, his message. The voice of him that cried in the wilderness Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And so the prophet had already in the Old Testament give you a prophetic word of this one who was to come. One of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament, that's Isaiah, and one of the most quoted in the New, like Isaiah, John was a prophet who urged the people to confess their sins and live for God. Both prophets taught that the message of repentance is good news to those who listen and seek the healing forgiveness of God's love. But terrible news to those who refuse to listen and thus cut off their only hope. Let me say that again. Both prophets taught that the message of repentance is good news to those who listen and seek the healing forgiveness of God's love. But terrible news to those who refuse to listen and thus cut off their only hope. So you have a choice. So Matthew chapter 3 and 4 Matthew 3 and 4 says, And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leather girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild, and wild honey. We spoke about that. John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus. People who do not know Jesus need to be prepared to meet him. We can prepare them by explaining their need for forgiveness, demonstrating Christ's teachings by our conduct, and telling them how Christ can give their lives meaning. We can make straight paths for him by correcting misconceptions that might be hindering people from approaching Christ. Someone you may know may be open to a relationship with Christ. What can you do to prepare the way for this person? John was markedly different from other religious leaders of this day and of his day. While many were greedy, selfish, and preoccupied with winning the praise of the people, 
John was concerned only with the praise of God. Having separated himself from the praise of the people. John was concerned only with the praise of God. Having separated himself from the evil and hypocrisy of his day. John lived differently from other people to show that his message was new. John not only preached God's law, he lived it. Do you practice what you preach? Help us, Lord, to practice what we preach. Could people discover what you believe by observing the way you live? Lord, help us. Help us. Help us, Father. John, we talk about his, what his food was, but people went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. What they went out for, confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John must have presented a strange image. Many people could come to hear his preaching who wore odd clothes. Some of them, I believe, just went out to check. They heard about this man out there with these funny clothes on, and they went to see. Ah, but they went to see, but guess what? They went to see, and they got changed. John must have presented a strange image. Many people came to hear this preacher who wore odd clothes and ate unusual food. Some probably came simply out of curiosity and ended up repenting of their sins because the word of God will change you. So some probably came simply out of curiosity and ended up repenting of their sins as they listened to his powerful message. People may be curious about your Christian lifestyle and values. You can use their simple curiosity as an opener to share how Christ makes a difference in you. We can always do that. But let us do it in love. And Matthew chapter 3, verse, verse 5, as I said, then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan. Went out there and God changed. Huh? Why did John attract so many people? He was the first true prophet in 400 years. Could you imagine? First true prophet. That means there were some lying prophets. He blasted both Herod and the religious leaders. Daring acts that fascinated the common people. He was anointed. He was bold. He was fearless. He knew what his call was. And he was walking in it. But John also had strong words for his audience. They too were sinners and needed to repent. His message was powerful and true. The people were expecting a prophet like Elijah. Malachi chapter 4 and 5. 
Luke chapter 1, verse 17. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Malachi chapter 4. Only you are holy. Malachi chapter 4 and 5. It says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And you might wonder why I laughed. Because God spoke to me some years ago and gave me this. And as I traveled, I never took any cards with me. It didn't matter. I was just me. But then I wanted them to see Jesus. But one day he said, no, I want you to do your cards. And on the cards, I want you to put Malachi chapter 4 verse 5, Luke chapter 1 verse 17. He said, because that, that's that spirit on you. Okay? Luke chapter 1 verse 17 says, And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. What is happening in these days? God is preparing the people for the coming of Jesus. God is preparing them because he's getting ready to take us home. You think we can stay here forever? No but he's preparing us for heaven. That's what he's doing. The people were expecting a prophet like Elijah and John seemed to be the one because here comes the spirit of Elijah who was on him, the spirit. Matthew chapter 3 verse 6 Matthew chapter 3, verse 6. And were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. When you wash dirty hands, and man, I, I, I told somebody two days ago, we have never washed our hands so much. But as we wash our dirty hands, help us, Lord, to wash our dirty hearts and we could only wash our dirty hearts with the word of god because the bible said now you are clean by the word and it's abiding in the word you're clean the word of god will clean us when you wash dirty hands the results are immediately visible clean dirt gone but repentance happens inside with a cleansing that isn't seen right away. Takes a time for it to be seen on the outside. So John used a symbolic action that people could see baptism. So when someone comes to the Lord and accepts Jesus as the Savior, tomorrow you can't see they change. Gradually, 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 when the word is put in them, you see the change, change, change. And finally, you'd be like, oh my goodness, there's something different about him. 
the Jews used baptism to initiate converts. So John's audience was familiar with the rite. Here, baptism was used as a sign of repentance and forgiveness. Repent means to turn, implying a change in behavior. It is turning from sin toward God. Have you repented of sin in your life? Can others see the difference it makes in you? A changed life with new and different behavior makes your repentance real and visible. The Jordan River is about 70 miles long. Its main section stretching between the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea. Jerusalem lies about 20 miles west of the Jordan. This river was Israel's eastern border and many significant events in the nation's history took place there. It was by the Jordan River that the Israelites renewed, renewed their covenant with God before entering the promised land. Joshua chapter 1 verse 2. Here, John the Baptist calls them to renew their covenant with God again, this time through baptism. I want to find Joshua chapter 1, verse 2. It says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Here John the Baptist calls them to renew their covenant with God again, this time through baptism. Matthew chapter 3 verse 7. Matthew chapter 3 verse 7 says, But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who had warned you to flee from the wrath to come? I remember when I was younger, the old people used to say, You all are just a bunch of generation of vipers. And as I grew up, I was like, they were generation of vipers too. <laughs> and why are they calling us that? And so today, still the old people refer to the young people as generation of vipers. They're not vipers. They're God's children. They're God's people. We are God's people. We just need to come to repentance. That's it. <laughs> the generation of vipers. That's amazing. That's amazing. The Jewish religious leaders were divided into several groups. Two of the most prominent groups were the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Pharisees separated themselves from anything non-Jewish and carefully followed both the Old Testament laws and the oral traditions handed down through the centuries. The Sadducees believed the Pen Pentateuch alone, that is Genesis to Deuteronomy to be God's word. 
they were descended mainly from priestly nobility while the Pharisees came from all classes of people. The two groups disliked each other greatly and both opposed Jesus. They were opposition to Jesus. As a matter of fact, Jesus came on the scene, they didn't know who he was. John the Baptist criticized the Pharisees for being legalistic and hypocritical, following the letter of the law while ignoring its true intent. And that's happening today. There's people who follow the letter of the law and have not truly surrendered their life to Jesus. They're going to stick to that letter. But the letter kill it, but the Spirit gives life. Following the letter of the law while ignoring its true intent. He criticized the Sadducees for using religion to advance their political position. They wear their they wear their wide phylacteries and want to be called father, father. They that that was them. Verse 8, Matthew chapter 3, verse 8. Here he was saying. Bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance. John the Baptist called people to more than words or ritual. He told them to change their behavior. Produce fruit in keeping with repentance means that God looks beyond our words and religious activities to see if our conduct backs up what we say. And he judges our words by the actions that accompany them. Do your actions match your words? Help us, Lord, that our actions would match our words. And verse 9 says, And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I sent you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. Just as a fruit tree is expected to bear fruit, God's people should produce a crop of good deeds. God has no use for people who call themselves Christians but do nothing about it. Like many people in John's day, who were God's people in name only. We are of no value if we are Christians in name only. If others can't see our faith in the way we treat them, we may not be God's people at all. Everyone who say they're going to heaven ain't going there. And the song that they say when we all get to heaven, we all ain't going to get to heaven. If we don't have no relationship with this Jesus that we're talking about. Matthew chapter 3 verse 10. And now also the axe is laid under the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. God's message hasn't changed since the Old Testament. People will be judged for their unproductive lives. God calls us to be active in our obedience. John compared people who claim they believe God but don't live for God to unproductive trees that will be cut down 
I heard the Holy Spirit say a couple of months ago, he said, um, there's a big, there's a big, um, he has a big land. In other words, it's full of trees. There's full of trees, but there's trees of unrighteousness and trees of righteousness. The unrighteous trees has grown up in that, in, in, in that land. And the righteous seeds are there, the trees, but they're doing nothing. So I heard him a couple of months say, he's about to clear it up, to cut down some of the trees who are not producing. Well, you, you can get the revelation. Cut them down, either take them home, and however, they're not producing. They're cluttering the land. When you have trees in your garden that's supposed to be fruit trees, but not, not bearing, and you pray and pray for the trees and don't bear, well, then you get, you get rid of it. You, you, you dig around it, fertilize and all of that, and nothing happens. It's taking up space. Don't let's take up space in God's kingdom. Let's occupy until he come. God calls us to be active in our obedience. John compared people who claim they believe God, but don't live for God, to unproductive trees that will be cut down. To be productive for God, we must obey his teachings, resist temptation, actively serve and help others, and share our faith. How productive are you for God? Verse 11 says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. John baptized people as a sign that they had asked God to forgive their sins and had decided to live as he wanted them to live. Baptism was an outward sign of commitment. To be effective, it had to be accompanied by an inward change of attitude leading to a changed life. The work of the Holy Spirit, that is, John said that Jesus, the change life and change attitude comes the work of the Holy Spirit, which we spoke about before, how the Holy Spirit does the work in us. John said that Jesus would baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. This looked ahead to Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 when it happened. When the Holy Spirit would be sent by Jesus in the form of tongues on, of fire empowering his followers to preach the gospel. John's statement also symbolizes the work of the Holy Spirit in bringing God's judgment on those who refuse to repent. Everyone will one day be baptized, either now by God's Holy Spirit or later by the fire of his judgment. Can I repeat that? John's statement also symbolizes the work of the Holy Spirit in bringing God's judgment to those who refuse to repent. Everyone will one day be baptized either now by God's Holy Spirit or later by the fire of his judgment. Verse 12 in Matthew 3 verse 12. 
whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. A winnowing fork is a pitchfork used to toss wheat in the air to separate wheat from chaff. The wheat is a part of the plant that is useful. Chaff is a worthless outer shell. When we grew up, when we went in the field and picked the pigeon peas, the dry pigeon peas, we brought it back home, put it in a bag and took a, a, a piece of wood and beat it, beat it until the peas come out and the, the, the outer shell was no good. Because it is useless chaff because the hull, the shell was useless, we just burned it. Chaff is burned. Wheat, however, is gathered. Winnowing is often used as a picture of God's judgment. Unrepentant people will be judged and discarded because they are worthless in doing God's work. This is really God who, the God of love, but this is really God, the God of judgment. We don't have to be on the side of the judgment. We could be on the side of his love and all of that. Those who repent and believe will be saved. Those who repent and believe will be saved and used by God. Verse 13 Matthew 3 and 13, it says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. Verse 14, But John forbid him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? Verse 15, And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. I'm going to share something with you. Some years ago, well, after I got converted, a couple of months later, early, early in the morning, about 4 o'clock, the Holy Spirit said to me, I want you to go down to, to Saunders Beach and I want you to be baptized. And when you reach down there, there's someone who's going to be there waiting for you to baptize you. Well, if you're in the natural, that will make no sense. By five o'clock, I got up, had a shower. Only me and my daughter was here, my youngest child. And I said, I said, Alexis, the Holy Spirit told me I have to go down by Sanders Beach to be baptized. Someone's going to be there to baptize me. So Alexis and I walked. We had no car. God bless us all. We walked from here to Sanders Beach, which was a long walk. And while I was going, the Holy Spirit was telling me what was happening to Jesus, how he went out there to be baptized by John. And he said to me, when you reach there, someone's going to be waiting there to baptize you. So by the time we crossed the road and walked on the beach, I saw someone in the distance walking down to my direction. Are we standing there and the Holy Spirit said that person is coming to baptize you? 
when the woman reached us i said good morning and she said good morning so i said to her, i said uh, how come you here so early and she said and you i said well the lord sent us here to be baptized and she said she was instructed to leave her house very early to go down to Sanders Beach to baptize someone. Aha. Uh -huh. So she baptized us in that water that morning. Blessed be the name of the Lord. She did. She had an assignment and we had an assignment. So the spirit of John the Baptist was on her to baptize me. That happened. I never saw the woman again. Never saw her again. But she told me her name and I have her name. And I pray when God, one day that the Lord will allow me to meet her and speak to her again. And she would have seen now what God has done in my life. I'm not mistaken. Her name is Cora. <laughs> oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. John chapter 3, verse 13 to 15. John had been explaining that Jesus' baptism would be much greater than this. John had been explaining that Jesus' baptism would be much greater than his. When suddenly Jesus came to him and asked to be baptized. John was explaining that. But here comes, here comes Jesus. John felt unqualified. He wanted Jesus to baptize him. Why did Jesus ask to be baptized? It was not for repentance for sin, because Jesus never sinned. To fulfill all righteousness means to accomplish God's mission. Jesus saw his baptism as advancing God's work. Jesus was baptized because, number one, he was confessing sin on behalf of the nation, as Nehemiah, Ezra, Moses, and Daniel had done. Number two, he was showing support for what John was doing. Number three, he was inaugurating his public ministry. Number four, he was identifying with the penitent people of God, not with the critical Pharisees who were only watching. Jesus, the perfect man, didn't need baptism for sin, but he accepted baptism in obedient service to the Father, and God showed his approval. Put yourself in John's shoes. Your work is going well. People are taking notice. Everything is growing. But you know that the purpose of your work is to prepare the people for Jesus. John chapter 1 verse 35 to 37. I'll, I'll read that. John chapter 1, 
Thank you, Jesus. John chapter 1 was 35 to 37. Again, the next day after John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus arrives, and his coming tests. Then Jesus arrives, and his coming tests your integrity. Will you be able to turn your followers over to him? Aha. Uh -huh. That's what the preacher is supposed to do. Turn the people over to Jesus. Will you be able to turn your followers who are following you? Would you be able to turn them over to Jesus? John passed the test by publicly baptizing Jesus. Soon he would say, he must become greater, meaning Jesus must become greater. I must become less, John 3 and 20 says. John 3 and 20 says, For everyone that doeth evil, John 3 and 30 says, He must increase but I must decrease. Can we, like John, put our egos and profitable work aside in order to point others to Jesus? Please, prophets, preachers, evangelists, teachers, whoever you are, forget about your ego. Point them to Jesus. Are we willing to lose some of our status so that everyone will benefit. Matthew chapter 3 verse 16. Matthew 3 verse 16 says. Oh blessed Jesus. Matthew 3 verse 16 says. And Jesus when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice, verse 17, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. The doctrine of the Trinity means that God is three persons. We talked about couple of, about that a couple of days ago. The doctrine of the Trinity means that God is three persons and yet one in essence. In this passage, all three persons of the Trinity are present and active. God the Father speaks. God the Son is baptized. God the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus. God is one. Yet in three persons at the same time, this is one of God's incomprehensible mysteries. 
God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, three in one, hears when we come to Thee. Hear us, Holy Trinity. So, Father, you are God the Father, you are God the Son, and you are God the Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, three in one, hear us when we come to Thee. Hear us, Holy Trinity. Father, we thank you for your word today. Help us to point people to Jesus, who's the author and finisher of our faith. Help us to live the life like Jesus. Help us to get rid of our ego. God, we ask you to put a spirit of humility upon us. Search our hearts. Purify our hearts. And Father, I ask you that your grace and mercy will overshadow your people. Give us a hunger and thirst for your word every day because your word is truth. And so may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard your hearts and mind today. This is Apostle Shirley Evans saying today, I love you always. And whoever this is, because the Holy Spirit keeps saying to sing this song to them. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so, little ones to him below, they are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. And God's willing, tomorrow, if it is His will, we'll bring another message from Him. But know that He cares. Stay safe. I love you. God bless you.